Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores unique experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Tarkessa Coven. Oh, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I got that name right. Didn't even <laughs> butcher it. And uh, today, we'll be having a real conversation about the lack of preparation in being an Army wife or just a military wife in general. Um, a little bit about her. She, like I said, she's an Army wife who owns a consulting firm. She's also a published author with a premier publishing company that turns authors into influencers. So I'm going to let her talk to you guys and tell you a little bit more about herself. And then we're going to get into our conversation today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So a little bit about me is I'm a country girl who was raised in the North. (laughs) That was traumatic. (laughs) I was born and raised uh, till about eight years old in Birmingham, Alabama, was raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, from eight to 18, fun fact, I met my husband, we were eight years old in Michigan, but we did wait a little bit to get married. (laughs) We waited a little bit to get married. Um, so I, I did not foresee that I would be an army wife. Um, I thought I was going to be a writer in New York and that is not what happened. Uh, (laughs) as you can tell from my, my intro, um, we have four kids. Well, that's two beautiful daughters and two fur babies. And we have, we have a grandkitten and he is a mess. He's handsome and he knows it. So that's pretty much me. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So I want to hear a little bit about just your entire journey of how you and your, you know, you and your now spouse. I know you said y'all met. Yeah. I know you said y'all met when y'all were eight. But how did it all come about with y'all dating and stuff? Okay, so y'all buckle up, because here we go. So the year was 2009. I feel like Sophia Petrillo, uh, picture it. (laughs) And um, I had just gotten to the point where I was on Facebook. Like I was just figuring that thing out. Um, I got on there because we had a class reunion a couple years prior. And people were like, you know, Facebook. And I was like, I don't want to. (laughs) So I finally did. And the funny thing is, I did not remember a lot of people's names from high school, but I remembered his name. And so I looked him up and I sent him a friend request. He was in Arizona at the time and he he had been in the military. He had gotten out and he was working um, as a a journeyman doing electrician apprenticeships and all of that. And then he decided to go back in the military. I was like, okay, couldn't get it out of his system. So right when we met or re-met or got reintroduced, he was getting ready to go back into the military. And so I was like, okay, um, that shouldn't be too bad, right? <laughs> I laughed. Um, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking and we were, you know, like little kids on the phone, like going to sleep on the phone. It was cute. It was adorable. And one day um, in true army fashion, he just declared, okay, well, you know, this is going to end with you having my last name. Right. And I'm like, 
I do. Like, what, <laughs> what do I say to that? No, yes. You know, is that a question? Like, so from there, um, 2010, he, January, it was an ice storm in Alabama, y'all. And he came to visit in an ice storm in Alabama. It was crazy. And um, we went ring shopping and he was like, he was serious. I was like, oh, I thought we was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was for real. And um, we ended up getting married in June. Between January and June, he ended up in, um, where was he? In Kansas, in um, AIT, right? And so that was interesting because that was like the first taste of, okay, this is what this life is about to be like, where he's off doing the thing and I'm here doing the other things and making sure that things are work. I'm like planning a whole wedding. And um, that was, okay, it was stressful. I'm going to be honest. It was stressful <laughs> because, you know, people, it, it felt like a fairy tale and it could seem like a fairy tale, but it was stressful because I had people that was like, well, let's just hope he show up. I was like, oh, why would you say that? <laughs> it's like, let's hope he can get off or, you know, be able to. And I was like, so I, that was my introduction. It was a crash course, y'all. That was my introduction to the whole army life and trying to have planned moments around missions. Like that's a real thing. Right. And um, so he did make it to the wedding. <laughs> that was Let's great. To clarify. Did. <laughs> I did want to clarify that he did make it to the wedding. And I didn't know it till after the fact. He made it to the wedding and he had a heavy burden to bear because we got married. We went on our honeymoon. Like we had that whole next week plan. We did a family moon and we had a honeymoon. And he had already got the papers that he was going to be stationed in Korea for a year. So 10 days after we got married, my husband went to live in Korea for a year. Can I tell y'all, I was like, um, I don't like this. <laughs> it was a lot to deal with. And um, it was it was stressful is the only word I can say. Uh, but it was heartbreaking. It was stressful. It was agonizing. Um, I hate Skype to this day. I don't even like to hear the little noise. It gives me flashbacks. <laughs> it makes me feel some kind of way. It puts me in a mood. Yeah, <laughs> I get the trauma of that Skype noise. I get it. Yeah. And, and like, and, and then, you know, the times when they couldn't be online, like that's a real thing because something has happened. And and so the internet is shut down and I'm like staring at my phone or I'm staring at the computer waiting on something to happen. Um, that was tough. Uh, and that was our first year of marriage also in our first year of marriage. And, you know, God's grace, we have a, we have a family and we don't do step or anything like that. My girls are his girls and they actually would probably pick him over me, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that later. Um, but they love him and they love each other. And so our, our oldest daughter had to have surgery. Uh, she had to have spinal surgery. So we got married in June. <laughs> he went to Korea in June. I bought a house. I bought a house. I didn't know anything about all of that. But again, I'm taking care of the home front because I want to make sure that he has peace of mind that this part is taken care of. Like that was important to me. It always has been. And so I'm handling all of the things. Meanwhile, <laughs> 
the stress. I'm I'm depressed. I'm seeing a, a counselor. Um, I had to get some help for me. Um, I was eating everything that wouldn't eat me. <laughs> I mean, all of those things. I was like, this is not how I pictured my first year of marriage. And so we we in the middle of that, like I said, we bought a house. Our daughter ended up having to have surgery. So the first time he saw our home was when we went to pick him up and bring him home because he had to be present for our daughter's surgery. And that was a whole other thing. Cause I'm like, well, I'll call you and I'll tell you that we have to have this surgery and you'll do what you have to do. No, I had to call the Red Cross. I had to go through those channels to let them know we had a family situation. They had to put this, you know, these things in place. This was, when I said crash course, I felt like I was crashing and burning. <laughs> Like, I was like, I don't understand this life. And I, I had to dive in feet first, because uh, head first, I wouldn't have made it. But yeah. that alone. So again, just going back to what I was saying, having those crucial moments in life, having to be filtered through uh, military process. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I was not ready at all. Um, yeah, I just have to take a pause on that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And you know, I can certainly identify with how it feels to get married and then you like immediately separate it. Um, so both me and my husband were in, which is yeah, that's that's a whole nother episode. Ooh. That's a whole nother episode. But we were both in, and so we got married. His command kicked him out of the barracks like the day before and I was like they was like you better have your stuff like moved by like Monday and I'm like we don't even have a house yet right so we're scrambling to find one because I'm like well I didn't get kicked out my command was not like that yeah so even though they had their flaws they ain't do that so they were like you out and he was like oh my god now I gotta find somewhere for me and this other human like to live you know and so we did end up finding somewhere, but it was like not the best place. And so, you know, as soon as we got married, I went TAD to, with the MU, which, you know, Marine Expeditionary Unit, um, to train with them to be role players and stuff like that. And so, but out there, I found out I was pregnant. Like, so soon. I was like, in my mind, I was like, well, I guess, yeah, duh, that's what married people do. But I was like, dang, that was quick. I wasn't expecting it to be that quick. Like, I knew that I wanted to have a baby, like, after we had been married for like a year. Yeah. But that thing said, nah, we ain't waiting. <laughs> so Right and, now. And just that whole experience is, a, is another episode. Y'all will get to hear that later. But yeah, we were separated immediately. We did not have a honeymoon. Because he was kicked out of the bears. We were scrambling to try to find somewhere. And then when we finally did find somewhere, I was sent TAD. Then when I came back, he was sent TAD. And I was just like, well, I guess we like never going to see each other. Right. Then, you know, and there were times where we were together. But like, I, I certainly get that. We just married. At least y'all had a honeymoon shoot. <laughs> we were trying so hard. We still have not had one to this day. I'm going to work on that. that. Right. We ain't had one to this day and we we're going to have one. But like I I felt that like in my soul, like I felt it deep down. I was like, oh, yeah, I get. Oh, yes. I feel you. I feel you. 
Yeah, and then people who have never been through it, when I say what I say about Skype, they're like, really? I'm like, you don't understand. As soon as you hear that boop, 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 you be like, oh, oh, well, here is it. <laughs> Where is everybody? <laughs> but I learned a lot through that process because if it wasn't love, <laughs> I would have broke. Uh, <laughs> I'd have been like, listen, you should be getting some papers but that's not what happened. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I really had to, we had to learn how to date over. You know, it, it's not a weird thing, but it was not what we planned. We had to learn how to date online. So like yeah. our first anniversary, he was still in Korea. And so um, I, I cooked steak and, you know, we had dinner and wine over Skype. And it was like, okay, how much longer are we going to do this? <laughs> but when he came home, it was like, okay, surely you're going to get stationed some. No, he got stationed in Hinesville, um, which is, you know, on the other side of Georgia. <laughs> and here I am in Alabama. And so we had to make decisions. Like, are we going to move as a family? And he's like, well, I don't want you to move because our daughter's doctors are here. This is the best children's hospital in the region. And so I went from managing the house to managing two homes because in my mind I'm like I'll manage the money I don't need you doing field problems and all of that worried about did I, did I pay my light bill like yeah. that could not be you know what he focused on and I'm like I can do this I can be the CFO it'll be fine it'll be great I ain't like it but I did it <laughs> and and even in that because I want to talk about that mentality I had developed a little bit because I was in a job or jobs that were very stressful. And the way that I would kind of get through those is I would tell myself, you know what? My husband gets shot at for a living. This I can handle. I can handle this. Right. I can do my part here. And um, while that sounds great, it really wasn't healthy. I put myself in situations, you know, like I had a job, y'all, where I I drove, it was a 45-minute drive to and from work. I cried for 45 minutes there. I cried for 45 minutes home. And it wasn't just the fact that, you know, this wasn't the dynamic I thought we would have married, but it was, it was a horrible place to work. But my rationale, the way that I rationalized it was, uh, yeah, my husband had to go to Korea. He had, you know, he, he's been deployed a couple of times. Like, if he can do that, I can do this. I can put up with this boss who's verbally abusing me. And um, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. It's like, you have to really learn to take care of yourself in a different way when you're a military wife. Um, you taking care of yourself does not mean you don't love and support your spouse. It's, it's, it's a tribute to that. Like, I'm going to get me together so that when you do come home for breaks or whatever, you know, I'm not in extreme extreme meltdown because I'm mad because you were away. And not even mad because I have decided to be mad when I'm really hurt or I'm really lonely or I'm really, you know, feeling you, yeah. that I need your attention. Like I had, I started my self-care journey and my working on myself when I became a military wife because I did not know. I, <laughs> I just did not know. And, and you so have to, you have to do that because it, you're basically 
And I know there's some men out there that are spouses while their wives are serving. I know it is. Yeah. And I know y'all, they probably don't have, it's probably not happening to them the same type of way, but in some form they can relate. But yeah, yeah, you have to, because you're basically following his career and you're trying to basically pick up the pieces of yourself, you know, what you want to do, what kind of career you want to have. And number one, I just want to say shout out to all the stay-at-home moms, (laughs) you know, that is work. That is so much work. Taking care of the home is a lot of work. I don't Mm -hmm. ever want anybody to downplay that. Being Mm -hmm. a domestic engineer, let's all use that word now, being a domestic engineer is work. You're doing so many jobs. You're organizing, you're strategizing, you're setting routine, you're having, you know, you just got so much that you're doing and it's, it's a big job. So you have to work on yourself because you, if you have kids or not, you are not going to have anything to pour into your spouse or your children. If you're not taking care of yourself, you have to fill yourself up. You have to build yourself up because if you don't, you're going to break and then you're going to be in a million pieces. And then not only is your spouse going to have to worry about you, they're going to have to worry about you picking you up. And you see like this downward spiral and the kids. And I'm not saying you won't feel those feelings of depression, anxiety, uncertainty, Mm -hmm. or even feeling lost. I'm not saying that, but, you know, building a tribe of trustful women, military spouses or not, they can have no military affiliation at all. You know, just somebody to build you up just the community to pour into you. You need that in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and it is very beneficial to you and to your household. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, were it not for my my best good friend, my best friend, you know, she is single, but during that time, she was like, I, she knew, you know, the vision that I had for being married. Like she knew that and she's like, I, I know, I know, but listen, you know, and she would help me and we would pray. And um, it was a journey. It was truly a journey to myself. But then I think also, had we been in the same space that first year, you know, would we even have made it, right? Because I clearly needed to do some work on myself. He had to do some work on himself. himself. <laughs> and like, it was, it was like we were in these little incubators. And then when we, now that we're together, we communicate much better. Like, I don't know anybody's story, but I would tell you, trying to communicate with someone who has a military background and you don't have a military background. And he says things like, I'm tracking. I'm like, what? What are we doing? What's that? What's that mean? <laughs> or, he'll, you know, I, I know the cues now. He'll say, okay, I'm checking chief. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Huh? What does that mean? <laughs> you know, and so it's things like that that I had to mature, and he had to mature, and I had to tell him, okay, use your out of the military words because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know that lingo, right? I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Can you draw me a picture? Because I don't understand. <laughs> and it's a real thing, and and also, I had to navigate it's almost it's almost like there needs to be a halfway house because my husband is now medically retired but when he would come home you know when he was active duty he would come home and he would be like I can't understand this I can lead men into war and bring them home safely I can't get my daughters to clean up their rooms I was like listen I think you're taking this way too hard um (laughs) 
<laughs> everything is not a, a life or death mission. You know what? If they want to live like that, okay, cool. But when it starts spilling out in the hallway, then we got a problem. And he, like, it was things like that that we had to learn to navigate because military life is so absolute and it's so, you know, if you do this, people live. If you don't do this, people die. And it's like, okay, I do understand that, but that's not how it works in here. (laughs) So it was so many things like that, like that we had to learn each other. Um, That piece right there, the learning each other and the learning the language and the I had to teach him that, you know, if I say, if you ask me something, if something's wrong and I say, I'm fine, I'm really processing. Just let me process. Cause he's like, no, what's the problem? You know, you got this look on your face and I'm like, see, now you, now you really aggravate me. <laughs> I am, I'm already processing. Give, give me some time. And so we have those moments and I'm not going to tell you, we, you know, skip through fields of daisies holding hands all the time, but there are moments when he will come to me and say, okay, I see what I did wrong. <laughs> I see, I see where the communication went to the left. And so let me backtrack, <laughs> you know? And so that, that took growth. That would not have happened <laughs> if we weren't consistently working on ourselves and ourselves together. Like that's, that's separate things. Like you work on you, he work on him, you work on yourself together. Hey friends, let me tell you about this amazing challenge I have that will help you cultivate resilience in your military marriage. Military marriages are unique in the fact that they are resilient and optimistic. However, many married troops and their spouses have confessed that they don't feel resilient, nor do they feel optimistic. They've also confessed that they have no idea really how to get there. This three-day resilience challenge will help you cultivate resilience, but it'll also help you have more fun in your marriage and connect on a deeper level level. So if you're interested in joining me and many other couples on this three-day challenge, go to bit.ly slash three R-M-M-C. That's bit, B-I-T dot slash the number three R-M-M-C to sign up for this challenge. So yeah. I wish that I had a community that really understood military and it, not necessarily just a branch of military, like military there's, there's an umbrella, like you got military life. And then of course you got the different brands, um, which there, you know, we could have our own reality shows and all of that stuff and blow all these other Army people wives. out of the water. Hey, I'm saying we can blow all these other people out of the water, but, um, having that community, um, because there's nothing like, like even my married friends who were in church, they couldn't understand, like, <laughs> this you come to church Wednesday no I am not <laughs> why I'm tired you know I I have had to take children to basketball practice track practice band practice I have had to uh sew costumes I have had to, you know all of these things and I'm like and I work and also I decided because I had 10 minutes to myself I'm gonna go to school uh <laughs> you know so you you find that you find yourself, or at least I did, filling your days with the space that the spouse is not there. So I was I was working, I was this, I was doing this for the kids, I was you know teaching the kids how to bake. Like they don't care, they just want to eat it, they don't want to learn how to bake. But I'm like, come on, you know, and, and fun. Yeah, no, it wasn't, and it was a mess that I had to clean up. I didn't think it through, but I was you know that that space that he would feel if he were there, I was like, 
putting stuff in there like because I'm like if I sit still <laughs> if I sit down and think about the fact that he has you know had to be deployed or that you know I can't reach him on Skype or whatever and what that implies I'm gonna break down like I I had to navigate that I did of course I I take mental health very seriously and so I have always been like, okay, whether it was EAP through work or if it's just like, hey, do you have any openings, you know, talking to a counselor or a psychiatrist or what have you, I've done that. And um, once he got home, we did the same thing. Of course, he had, he went through his process through the VA and he continues to work on himself um, through the VA and they have some tremendous resources, but we can't just leave it at that. Like, I have blind spots and I'll be like, I'll know I'm right. Be just as wrong. And I have those, those people who get, whether it's clinical or a friend and be like, now, you know, you're wrong. (laughs) I heard you, how you feel is valid, but this is why you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've been there and it's like, but I feel so right. Like what (laughs) you mean? I'm wrong. And it's not that I can't be wrong. It's just that, okay, sometimes we get so, I would say, blinded by our emotions and our feelings, which are valid, that we think everything we're saying and doing and the way we're doing it is right. And that's not true. If it's not true for them, it definitely isn't true for us because none of us are perfect. And, you know, there are times where you are right. You are right. Mm -hmm. But you have to decide. You want to be right, standing back with your hands on your hip, or do you want to be married? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer rude. is you want to be married, mm-hmm. you know, and this is so hard. So I'm not going to say this, just a disclaimer, everybody. I'm not going to say this because it's easy. I'm going to say it because it's hard and I've had to do it and it, it reconciles the relationship. So me and my husband have been at odds before, just like any other married couple. Girl, no, what? I know I have, I know I was right in my stance and how I felt. Right. But we weren't talking to each other. We weren't talking to each other. No, my goodness. That for somebody like me who like to talk, like I'm an introvert, but I like to talk. I don't know how that goes together, but that's just how God made me. So, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't talk to him. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to apologize, even though I don't want to and don't feel like I was wrong because I need to talk to him. I want to talk to him. I don't want to be just in here looking at him every day and not talking to him. Like what? (laughs) So, you know, when you say it out loud, it's like, that don't make no sense. How am I going to be married to this person over here? And we can't even have a conversation. Yeah. Forget it. I'm mad. I don't even know what I was mad about. Can we just talk? I just want to talk. I just want to, you know. One better than that. I have had to tell him, you know, it's tough to be in an argument with your best friend because you can't even call your best friend and talk about this argument y'all just had. Right. That's real life. And and I I will be honest and tell you that I have had to check my ego and be like, and you know how you'd be talking to yourself. I was like, but God, he was wrong. Yes. He was wrong. He was wrong. Okay. I'm going here. And then you start saying things like, I feel like I always am the one oh, that has girl, to be- testify. Come on. <laughs> girl of course none of that is productive so you go in and you're like you know what I'm sorry that you know I didn't relay or whatever the thing is and you you try to work through that (laughs) but it's a cycle 
you know, once you get through that thing, you're like, okay, cool. You're bopping along and then it'll be, and it, what I have found in that is that when you have those consistent breaks in communication like that, that's what we're calling breaks in communication um, or uh, heated fellowship, whichever. <laughs> Intense fellowship too. <laughs> heated fellowship. When you have those, a lot of times for me, it would be something else. It would be that I really miss you or that I really feel like I need more time with you. And I don't know how to express that in a way for, or I'm too proud to express that. And, and it'll come out as anger or sarcasm or whatever, and it'll spark something else. And so the negative attention is still attention. And it's like, that is not healthy, crazy girl. Don't do that. Like you talk, now I'm talking to myself like my grandma, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, come on, baby. You're sweet. Or you get, you know better than that. Like, <laughs> I feel like God talks to me like that. Like how I would talk, you know, be like, now, you know, you was wrong. Like, now, you know you know I taught it'd be you like ah, you know or like in the midst of the stuff you'd be like okay oh, oh Jesus okay you hear yourself and be like uh oh <laughs> it's like oh so messed up you know but <laughs> I wanted to say that military life is not easy if it was easy everybody would do it everybody would be rushing to do this thing because it's like the easiest thing in the world you know and I get all the time like when people find out that I was a Marine also, and that's how me and my husband met, they're like, I don't know how you did it. It's like, I couldn't have done that. And I was like, it certainly wasn't easy. Definitely wasn't easy to go through boot camp. I mean, I was in Army JRTC and I became a Marine. Those two things are not the same, you know? <laughs> not that, and I'm not saying that Army boot camp or any other boot camp would have been easy. I don't know. But I know I picked the hardest branch. I already knew that. And then going in is like, Okay. And I was telling my neighbor yesterday, it's like in the back of my mind, I just knew I ain't going back home. I'm not going back home. I'm not failing. So yeah, it sucked. I was like, I'd be lying if I said it was fun. It ain't, ain't nothing about it fun. The, the drill instructors probably having fun, but they're the only ones. Us recruits, we ain't having fun at all. Nothing about that was fun. You know, I wouldn't change it though, because it definitely made me a better woman and made me stronger mentally yeah. Not just physically, because that's what we kind of went there for, you know. <clears throat> and so it really helped me and defined me as a woman, which growing up, I really didn't have any type of. I don't want to say I didn't have any morals because I did. I had my own, but I didn't have anything really to ground me. Yeah. And so being 18, <laughs> going yeah. to boot camp is like teaching me all these things all at once and I'm yeah. grasping all that I can you know I didn't get brainwashed but <laughs> I'm yeah, grasping I'm all that I can to make me better and yeah. so military life is not for punks <laughs> I just say that it's so is not you know I know a lot of people will have a lot to say and this is for people in the military because I've heard them say it you know what you're signing up for nah uh, they really don't Spouses really don't know what they're signing up for. They know that they love who they're marrying mm -hmm. and that they're wanting to build and create a life, but yes, they don't yes. know all the things. They're not in uniform. How could you know? Even right. if your parents were serving, it's a different kind of thing because you're the military child. So yes, there's yes. a lot of stuff that you don't see and that you miss because you're not the spouse of that person. Yes. When you become a spouse, 
you know, I'm preaching to somebody, but you know, when you summon spouse, it is a different animal. It's a different thing because you are now married to the military member and, you know, it's wherever they go, you'll go, or, you know, you'll kind of be at home like you were sometimes. Cause those are different situations too, where the family doesn't move because they have other things going on. And then that person is by themselves you know, even though they know they have you, they're still struggling too, because they want to be with their family. Y'all all all want to be together. That's always the goal, but that's not obviously always possible, you know, going on unaccompanied tours overseas and crap. (laughs) So, you know, just real life. Listen, I want to share this. If you think being a military wife, I can only speak to the wife part, is not a calling. I'm about to change your mind. Um, no more than two years before Terrence and I reconnect. That's my blue thing, y'all, Terrence. <laughs> before, about two years before we reconnected via Facebook, I was in church and we had a guest speaker and she was teaching and I was taking notes and all of a sudden she just stopped talking and she said, you, and I was like, I'm like clutching my pearls, like, oh, what I do? She said, you keep pulling on my spirit now the lesson that she was teaching she came in her full army uniform she was a chaplain and she said you keep pulling on my spirit and I was like I almost wanted to be like I'm sorry like I didn't know what had happened and so she called me up to the front and she said you have dreams and you support other people's dreams that's one of your powers your superpowers and she gave me her hat And she said, God told me to tell you that your dreams are going to come to fruition. I still have that hat. And I I talk to my husband about it often because he's he he it'll be in the closet just randomly in different places. And he's like, why? And I'm like, you know why? You know why is a reminder, like you were a promise to me, right? And I was called to you. Like that is that that. And the fact that he cute is why I'm still, <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to even act like I'm super deep. deep. <laughs> if it was for the fact that he was, if, okay, he's fine, y'all. But listen, <laughs> I love him and I want to support him. And I'm like, all of that, just when you put it all together and the fact that we knew each other at eight years old and went to school and high school, it turns out his family was actually from Alabama. And we were just both up in Michigan. It was just so many different things, all of that. Um, I understand him and I work to understand him and he does the same. It is consistent work um, to do this thing in a healthy way to where you can have longevity and not be you know, verbally and mentally abusive and emotionally and all of those things to yourself or your spouse. It's the real calling. Yeah, man, that... It almost made me teary-eyed because, you know, I could just feel it. That is so God. God does amazing things. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know God, let me just tell you, God is in love with you as well. And you need to make it your business to make sure you get to know God too. Mm -hmm. Get you your Bible. If you haven't pulled it out in a while, pull it out, start reading it. Build your relationship with God because I'm not going to lie. I would not be able to, I would not have been able to endure all the things. And I was active duty. Mm 
yeah. married to another Marine who's active duty. I would not have been able to endure all the things without mm-hmm. God and the people that he sent into my life. Because mm-hmm. there were times where my husband was deployed and I'm back here with this baby and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I still have to stand duty. Mm-hmm. I still have to do like military things. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm obviously not going to pass my baby to strangers. So right. it's like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And then um, during this time, one of the staff and COs from the schoolhouse where I had lat moved, he became the staff and CO I see. I was like, thank God. I know somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he met me after I had just had this baby. Yeah. When I went to the schoolhouse and I had lat moved. And so he already knew me, already knew my character. And so I was like, I already trusted him. Yeah. Didn't know if I trusted him with my baby because, you know, that's a whole different thing. And so, you know, but we had done some talking and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't be out here as an NCO, like not standing duty because my husband is deployed. That ain't going to work. You know, I was talking to him and I was like, and I'm going to get promoted. I ain't about to be out. I ain't about to be some of these people who out here and they don't show up for PT. They don't Mm -hmm. do none of the things because they got a kid, you know, and I know with having children in the military, it's not easy. I was like, I'm gonna need some help. Like, you know, he already knew I needed help when I walked in. <laughs> he, already, he was like, I already knew you needed help. I just didn't know what you needed help with. And I was yeah. like, I just need help. So when I need to stand duty, I can, cause my husband isn't here. We can't switch off. Our commands can't work together cause he's gone, mm-hmm. you know? And we were in Japan at that time. So that's a whole nother thing. It's not like I could call a relative and say, <laughs> hey, you know, can you fly yeah. down for like, this time that he's going to be gone. Yeah. None of that, none of that would have worked. So it's like, I'm in the, and my command did stand up. They stood up and they rose to the occasion to help me. Cause I was like, I ain't about to be out here. Like looking like trash <laughs> because, right. Right. you know, we all have issues and stuff like that, you know, but I was like, I see single parents killing it every day. Why I can't do it. I'm, I'm temporarily a single parent. Right. So why can't I do what they're doing all the time? Yeah. You know, and I was not afraid to ask for help. And if they would have said no, I don't know. God would have provided in some form. But I feel like he did it for me during that time. So yeah. I wouldn't basically fall on my face. Yeah. So it's real. I, I was married and I felt like there were times when I and I said this, I'm like, I feel like I'm just married on paper. I felt like a single parent still. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't hot. Look, this ain't hot, y'all. This ain't it. <laughs> yeah. I, I so get that. It's like, so for us, I will say, like being different places and then going to church is like, yes, I'm married, but you'd never see my husband. It's like, okay, he's, he's not a heathen, y'all. He just deployed or he TAD, you know? And then, cause I wouldn't be gone as much as him. Yeah just with my job and so he's and even now he's like always gone I was like I really am married I promise I am I'm not making up like I'm not making up the fact that I'm married I'm really married and they're like we believe you like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) it's like it's like he's a real human he'll be back at some point and y'all will get to meet him it'll be a blur so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to catch on and say hey and introduce yourself while he here because if you don't and you miss it 
you probably won't ever see us again because <laughs> we may it may be time to PCS or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would not trade it for this experience for the world, but it is not for the faint at heart. Um, I will tell you. <laughs> And yes. and having a connection to the military, people, of course, always think about the benefits. They don't think about the work. <laughs> they do not think about the work. Um, even when we, in the summer, we would go down to the other home and uh, where he was stationed in Georgia. And like, he still is like, all right, he up at three. I'm like, what? What are we doing? I was like, do you do, do I need to cook you? What? <laughs> you know? So like, that was a whole other thing. Um but it was a beautiful experience. There were, the girls loved the fact that they could be like, we're going to our summer home. I was like, oh, y'all a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all done got a little spoiled now. I was like, y'all are something else. But they would go down for a couple of weeks and give me a break. And I'd be up here in Birmingham. I really wasn't doing nothing like watching Murder, She Wrote. But I was by myself, though. Like, I ain't have to worry about nothing but the pets. <laughs> and it was Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, popcorn for dinner. Let's do that. Like, <laughs> And that's one thing I love about military life is just, you know, meeting people and just hearing of the different family dynamics. Because, you know, for some reason, people seem to think in their minds, there's only one way to do this. And it's yeah. like, no, there's different ways to do this. But if you have no idea what to do, you can use what I did and then just kind of make that work. Oh. For, for you and your family. Like mm-hmm. for us, we set certain boundaries. That may not work for y'all, but mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. So you can take that, think about something else that yeah. you can do that works for you and your family. So yeah. you don't have to do every single thing I do. Yeah. Just you can learn from me and other people and yeah. Tarkessa who's on here <laughs> and giving us, you know, tips and stuff and saying how she navigated because like we keep saying, it's not easy. Mm-mm. And some stuff just freaking sucks. It do. It just does. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat that. And I don't sugarcoat. That's not what this podcast is about. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, the know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure, you know, you know that you're not alone and that we're on this journey with you. And this podcast, I hope is getting you guys to see that. But yeah. I really do like how y'all made it work with even being in different states <laughs> like a whole nother state yeah i get kind of sad when that i'm in was better than the country separate country we, we, we oh. felt like okay well that it, it's better it's better it's improvement it's fine yeah, at least you're in the u.s right <laughs> yeah so Lord. and and he helped with homework again skype i mean it was very beneficial i just don't want to use it if i don't have to uh, <laughs> But he helped with homework and he, you know, he had talks with the girls like, I am very upset with you. And of course, they could have been like, well, you know, by the time you get home, it won't matter. It'll be fine. But the impact, he still got to be a present parent. And so you just have you have to be intentional about it. Um, And you have to be honest with yourself because I will have to be like, okay, you're trying to act strong, but you don't need to get on this next Skype and cry. <laughs> you know, you're going to need to be like, listen, I miss you. This is hard. I need you to come get these kids. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm not the pet whisperer. I don't know nothing about these dogs. I don't know what, you know, and so, <laughs> and, and just get it out. You know, I also learned how to journal for real. 
during those times. And um, I really use that to speak those things that are not like in my journal and like our family vacation is going to be like this. And like, didn't know if he would be able to get the time off, if he would get approved, you know, all of those things. But I would speak those things and I would do as much preparation as I could to to be ready so we don't have to get ready you know yeah <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever heard that but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have and I live by that motto and so me and my husband were just talking the other day so our neighbor that I spoke about earlier he's a marine oh, isn't wow. that funny like we don't yeah. live in a marine town at all but he's a marine and so we were talking and so we were talking to his wife and so my husband was like, yeah, I keep a go bag in my car. So he was like, because when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. When they call yeah. you, you can just go. So, yeah, he still has that type of job where he's just gone, and, you know. And so it's like I have a partial <laughs> go bag, you know, and but I have fun. So if I do need to go, I can go. And then if I need to get stuff on the way, I can. You know, yeah. he's like, well, you need to up your game and get get you a go pack so you don't have to buy nothing. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, I guess I need to up my game then. Just like challenge accepted. <laughs> right. You know, and I will say that's one thing that helped us in the military is like having friendly competition because by default, him, I think just having all this testosterone was just faster than me with running. Yeah. I could sprint all day. Short distance. I ain't sprinting long distance at all because I'm already out of breath. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, but I could run, you know, I wasn't terrible, but, you know, just running with him, I was like, oh my God, you know, it's just a lot. And so it would make me better because I would basically have to be sprinting to keep up. Listen, um, my husband as a personal trainer, for me, it's a no. Um, I'm not doing no for me too. Don't worry. Listen, I'm not doing burpees at five o'clock in the morning, sir. Um, and fun fact: (laughs) sometimes I call my husband Major Pain. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm pretty sure as military people can laugh about that. I say it in love. I'd be like, listen here, Major Pain. Uh, what we're not about to do is that. And so he is very supportive. And I appreciate that, like set up the well-being room for me, but I don't need you to help me. No, that's too many ways. I don't need anything where you really for real got to spot me. We're not doing that. Um, And so knowing your boundaries, knowing what role y'all play for each other, that's important. (laughs) Like, yeah, that. And also he struggles a little bit when it comes to cooking, not the food, but the fact that he's not cooking for a whole barracks. I'm like, um, it's four of us. I don't know if we needed 87 pieces of chicken. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate you cooking though. So let's just let this vacuum seal some of this or something. <laughs> so it's some things he's just, even now he's been out for about five years. It's some things that he struggles to cut off. You know, I don't think certain stuff will ever be cut off because it's, it's almost like it becomes a part of your DNA. It definitely is wired in your brain because there's certain stuff that me and my husband do. He does that too. He cooks a lot. I'll be like, don't go all out. We're not having a whole like gathering where people are coming. Right. And so he, we would cook a lot. And I was like, this is too much. This yeah. too much. And, too- and, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to be ungrateful. Thank you. But now we got to eat it over several days. And right. for me, I know 
I just get bored. Oh, <laughs> day two, I'm like, okay, now. I get bored with eating the same thing. And it's like, can we eat something different? Yeah, I don't yeah. like to waste food. But can we eat something different? I don't want to eat this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, then you have to be careful with that. Because then you come home and you'll be like, oh, kimchi. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to eat some cereal, I think. Like, <laughs> see, this is military spouse problems right here. Like... <laughs> I am, at, for me, it's like, I am really, really picky when it comes to food. And I really thought I was going to struggle so bad over there in Japan. Cause I was like, I don't be eating new stuff. I don't be trying all this I'm stuff. Doing that. And I, I just be like, but you know, I was like, okay, got a baby here. Eventually he's going to be old enough to eat some real food. I can't be expecting him to try stuff if I'm not willing to try it. So I was like, okay. God help me, help me, God, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm gonna need some help. So I did. I tried a lot of different things. I didn't like some stuff. But, you know, I just didn't eat it again. I'm funny about textures. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, but my husband and my son, you know, they're willing to try almost anything. They like new stuff. Yeah, I like new stuff, but not new food stuff. Yeah. Like. I, I'm really picky and I blame my parents, but you know, they know I love, <laughs> they know I love them. So, but cause we didn't, we didn't eat like real diverse food growing up. Yeah. So it's like, I'm used to eating this. I'm going to eat this. Listen, and now I'm, that I'm grown, grits girl. It, yes. And see my youngest, she not to eat with chopsticks and all that. I'm like, no, give me a fork and something that I can work with and I can make some things happen. But <laughs> yeah, catfish and grits. It's a, it's a delicacy. I love it. <laughs> My husband makes fun of me because we lived in Japan for over three years and I can't eat with chopsticks. He was like, did you even try though? I was like, I do try. I still try. Yeah. It's just not as natural for me. It's not I, to say I won't get it one day, but he's just like, you still ain't got it. He's like, you still don't know how to do it. I'm listen, like, no, sir, I don't. I stick with my strengths. I'm really good at Excel. Okay. I can do that. I can build a database and access. That's great. I can do that. Chops this ain't my thing. And I'd stay in my life. <laughs> I stay in my life. I'm not trying to eat rice with two sticks. I'm not good at that. That's not my thing. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> I'd be fascinated though. I'm like, y'all show got a down pack, but you know, and my son is now 11. He was six months when we went over there. And then he was three when we left. He knows how to eat with chopsticks. I'm over here like, okay, that's... It just making me look bad. <laughs> just like, me look yeah. bad. It didn't work for me, y'all. Look, I'm about to be trying I'm to still trying, though. Oh. That should count for something. I'm still trying. You go right on ahead. <laughs> wow. Give me a fork. <laughs> and I because I can work that. Um look, I can I can write a book about chopsticks. I can't use them. <laughs> Not at all. Gotta stay in your lane, stay in your sweet spot. <laughs> i'm gonna be the hold up at dinner they're gonna be like oh my are you serious yes i'm sorry <laughs> yeah well i want to take this time and thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us about just your journey becoming a uh, well an army wife let's be specific yeah army you know, wife yeah army wife and uh just just getting this conversation out there because you know a lot of times like I said, people will think y'all know what y'all signed up for when that is so far from the truth. Yeah. And because I mean, it's not like 
it's a handbook on it. Nope. Might be one one day. But, but maybe right we should now, write one. But yeah. until then, right now, yeah, it does not exist. Right. And so it's just a beautiful thing, I think, when you can come on and be yourself because yeah. that's what this is about, real, raw, and authentic conversations, and just yeah. share your journey, the good, the not so good, and just straight up Ugly. trash. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I want to thank you for that. Thank so, you for having me. It you're has welcome. Been fun um, to talk about this with somebody, I think, who gets it, because people can say, oh, bless your heart, but then that's when you know they don't know. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you don't get the, the extent of this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been fun. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. And so everybody listening, I want to leave you with three things to learn from this podcast. And that's number one, the lack of preparation doesn't mean the lack of commitment. She talked about it a lot. There was no handbook, no manual, no nothing on how to prepare to be a military wife, army wife, but she was still committed. It doesn't mean that she did nothing. She's like, okay, we married. This is the life we have. How can I work to build us? So be thinking about that. You may have just been, I I don't like to use that term, but nobody's just thrown into this thing, kind of. I mean, sometimes, depending, because you could get married prior to and then like your spouse decide, hey, I'm going to join the military. It's like, what? You know, so I guess sometimes you do. I'm going to retract that. You do get thrown into it. But you can still be committed. You can still reach out to people who know and have been Mm -hmm. a military wife for a while, you know, and just start finding your people and become committed to make it work with your spouse. Number two, you will not, and I'm going to say not, like everything you have to sacrifice you won't you know and it's gonna feel like it's just you sacrificing but when you look at the big picture your spouse is also sacrificing Mm -hmm. because they probably want to be at home in the bed sleep waking up late doing whatever something other than what they're doing they're not we in uniform or who have been in uniform we don't like everything we have to do but it's a sacrifice to do it because number one is mandatory. <laughs> and number two is what we sign up to do. So just keep that in mind. You're not always going to like the things that you have to sacrifice. And yeah, I know it sucks sometimes. I know I'm a high, virtual high five you. I get it. Or elbow, whatever we're doing in these COVID streets nowadays. Um, number three, she mentioned this and this was so good. Almost moved me to tears and maybe I'm just a crybaby, but I'll be okay. I'll be a crybaby for that. But being <laughs> being a military wife is a calling. It is. Don't you ever let anybody tell you it's not. Don't let anybody make you feel less than because you're home, if you're home, or you know, you have to quit your job because y'all move, whatever it is. It's a calling, not just the calling because you just got married, but it's a calling from God. It is. Mm-hmm. And it requires so much. It does on both parts, but specifically for that spouse not serving. Yeah. Because you're, I feel like most times you're always left scrambling, you know, even if that's just mental. So I get it, you know, and I've served. So, you know, I get it. I got out and my husband was still in. 
So I've been in that spouse role where I was like, okay, we moving again, again. (laughs) So I totally get it. So I want to leave you all with those three things to know and to learn just from this conversation we've had today. And so we'll talk to you all next time. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, everybody. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com or connect with me on social media at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T. Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you won't miss out on, on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com or connect with me on social at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome.